We've been to all four corners of Britain in our quest to interview the great and good of entertainment. Comics, actors, writers, politicians, singers, dancers and choreographers. It doesn't matter who they are. They've all given me their own take on the world they live in and have, in their own way, helped to define what makes Britain great. So join me and my assistants as we get another insight into the marvellous and enigmatic world of showbiz here on Beyond the Title. Actress, singer and impressionist Jess Robinson made her theatrical debut while still at school in the title role of Little Voice in The Rise and Fall of Little Voice by Jim Cartwright at the Courtyard Theatre. Mastering her talents for mimicry, Jess joined the last two series of Dead Ringers on BBC Two alongside John Coleshaw, Jan Ravens and Phil Cornwall before starring in the Dead Ringers CBBC spin-off Spoof, which was part of the Gina's Laughing Gear children's show running from January to March 2007. In 2020, Jess was cast in the 21st century reboot of Spitting Image for the UK streaming service Britbox and has become a regular contributor to the impression-based Radio 4 panel show Gabby's Talking Pictures. Beyond that, she's also found time to become the host of the award-winning podcast Stars In Your Ears, in which she interviews celebrities and offers them the opportunity to flex their acting skills in a sea of improvisation. I caught up with one of the most excited performers on the circuit to talk heroes, comedy and our hopes for the future, ladies and gentlemen, Jess Robinson. So, uh, Impressionism has a rich legacy in this country. Who were your heroes growing up? Um... My heroes growing up, oh, well, do you know what? This is where I have to confess something. I never meant to be an impressionist. I wanted to be um, in musical theatre and um, there was a show coming up called Little Voice in a theatre, which is about a girl who can imitate lots of different people. It was a film with Jane Horrocks um, and she can imitate, you know, all of these amazing people like uh, Judy Garland and um, Marilyn Monroe and all of these people. And I so didn't want to go back to my day job that I lied and said I could do impressions. Um, and so I, I had to learn overnight. I went to do the audition and then I got the job. And that's how I got into impressions. And that led to Dead Ringers and all of that. But before that, I guess my sort of heroes growing up I did love Little Voice and I did think that that was clever and um uh, my heroes were were comedians Dawn French I love Dawn French actually and I remember seeing her being Björk and um all of those you know her sort of caricature impressions I really enjoyed and also I just love taking the piss out of teachers at school so I sort of I guess I was an impressionist, but I just didn't mm. didn't know I could do one for a job. Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams. He was such a talented guy. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. You just mentioned the uh, little voice there. Mm. So that was your sort of debut in, in theatre. Yeah. Must have been a bit of a daunting experience, but how did that help you to refine your own voice? Oh, that is a very excellent question, which your carer will not be taking credit for. That's a really good question. Um, 
I guess, I guess actually doing Shirley Bassey, doing Goldfinger, it actually taught me how to take my voice into that sort of pitch and be able to have a really strong, they call it belting, you know, when you really let rip up there, um, which I before hadn't been able to do. And um, for a little while, though, it also had the opposite effect because um, I was so used to doing Judy Garland doing somewhere over the rainbow that when it came to a, a time when I had to play Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, I couldn't I couldn't find my own voice to do it. So I kept going somewhere and I couldn't find my own voice to to sing it. Um, so that was really interesting. So, yeah, it had it, it taught me to sing in like um, more styles and more of a a poppy way um, that I hadn't been used to because I was trained as a classical singer to begin with. Um, But yeah, also it was tricky to find my own voice um, because I was so used to singing in other people's. And I always think my own voice is nowhere near as interesting. (laughs) Um, So again, another bit of a daunting experience, joining the cast of Dead Ringers for two series, the TV incarnation on BBC Two. Yeah. So many brilliantly crafted voices. How difficult was it to find your niche within that group? And what was your favourite voice to be? Wow. Well, it was very difficult to find a niche because they were uh, 20 years older than me, most of them, and had already been very, very established. And I was brought in to play um, Billy Piper and... um, a couple of the other younger roles but actually it happened that oh how do I say it diplomatically let's just say I wasn't really a well it wasn't very popular that I was doing that so in the end um I ended up playing all of the other characters just sort of like the bit parts the barmaids and stuff so I didn't really get to do many impressions (laughs) Okay. Joseph, we won't push you, but he really wants to know. Maybe that's you deal with that. You've opened you've opened a big can of worms there, Josh. I will I'll tell you off air. I'll yeah, tell you off air. But there was there was a moment when I we were going to go and um I was invited to go and watch um they were gonna play some scenes out and do some in front of a live audience. And I was there with three or four friends saying, Oh my gosh, you're gonna see me be Billy Piper tonight. I can't wait. And then they played the scene out and it wasn't me, it had been refilmed. And the feeling, I was like, oh, oh, and then a runner said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We, we didn't tell you. We should have told you. I'm really sorry. And um, yeah, that was that was quite um, a, a gut punch moment. Do <laughs> you think that happens a lot when people sort of newer people coming into the fold? No, I don't actually. I don't think it would happen too much. I th- I think there were some egos involved and um mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a particular person, but it's okay because it's 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 all it's all okay. 
Yeah, it's worked it's out. Okay now. Yeah. It's worked yeah. out in yeah. the end, exactly. We all have our own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'll say yeah Josh said if you ever see him like when you see him again now you can say look see didn't do too bad after all (laughs) (laughs) I have seen them again actually and they were Nothing but lovely to me, but it was really, it felt really good because we were on the same bill to them do their bit and then me go out and do my big singing medley and smash it and get a standing ovation. And I thought, (laughs) so yes, we all, it all comes right in the end, doesn't it? Hopefully. So when impersonating famous people, what do you glean from doing such an analytical study of their character? And what's the most striking thing that you've ever discovered about somebody? This presumes that I'm not just looking at YouTube and going, that'll do. (laughs) You're giving me a lot of credit here. (laughs) Analytical. Um, Oh, God, that's such a good question. And difficult. What have I? I sometimes um, I I find that some people who some of the people that have voices that are quite close to mine are quite tricky to do. Um, but but I think like the further away, the most the more different they are from mine, the more I I have something to sort of hook onto that I can hear is really different um what have I gleaned uh oh everybody oh let's all just take a little breath and think about this um do you know what I think it also what I what I've realized is the the bigger a character they are like Stacey Solomon I love her so much I've got a frog in my throat at the moment um Stacey Solomon she's she's so lovely I think the ones that I really really like the ones whose characters I like who's the people that I love that I love to watch I have more of an affinity to are the ones that uh I think I'm better at Katie Hopkins I'll do a you know a little bit of Katie Hopkins but I hate watching her so much because I think she's such a an asshole <laughs> and I wouldn't mind saying that to her face that I don't want to spend loads of time watching her and doing her because just, I don't feel like she deserves the airtime so we can we can do her for like one quick funny line but yeah I prefer to spend time doing the voices of the people that I enjoy and I like like Stacey who's you know ultimately a lovely person and very funny in her own right yeah and that answered the question yeah Josh said as well, and if you do someone like Katie Hopkins, it just makes them more in demand and, and popular than what they right. were. Right. 
Yeah, all. we don't want that. No, not particularly. Although, let's just celebrate. <laughs> this is this is the day we're recording this on the day that Boris Johnson has said that he's going to resign. I yeah, think just... there will probably be quite a lot of yeah people gonna... doing him, aren't? Won't there? Yeah, that's going to be going to be a <laughs> big one. Yeah. Um. So moving on, you also teamed up with the great Jeannie Yashere for Gina's Laughing Gear. Oh yeah. What were you able to learn from her style of comedy? Um, <clears throat> we didn't actually get to film together any of those bits. So she was sort of presenting all of the sketches. But I think she's so... I've been a fan of hers for ages. I love how confident she is in herself, how outspoken she is. And she doesn't apologise for what she thinks or what she says. And I'm a, a massive people pleaser. So I think women like her... Um, sort of encourage me to not be afraid of having an opinion about things and not being afraid to, you know, speak out and stand up for myself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2020, you were part, a part of the cast for the BritBox reboot of Spit and Image. Yeah. What do you think it was about the international political arena which warranted satirical lampooning? I think, I think the, at that point, because we were in lockdown and everything like that was happening and we had all of these blooming clowns in charge, Trump and Boris, and we hadn't had a really good satirical laugh at um, everything that was going on for such yeah. a long time, almost because it was like a parody of itself anyway. Couldn't believe some of the things that that Trump was saying or Boris said that just sounded like a joke, but they were serious. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the world was just crying out for something to laugh at and to be angry at and to, you know, to take to take the mickey out of these big political figures. And it, it just felt like the time was was right for then. And it was it was such a personally it was such a lifeline to me because we were all locked down and I was here in my spare room in my studio just sort of twiddling my thumbs and hoping that um there would be something that came in that would help me pay the mortgage and then spitting image came along and it was that that feel being part of that and doing so many of the the characters like Adele and Kim Kardashian and all of these this massive new cast of characters that weren't around when the first fitting image came out um it felt like a sort of almost a, a pinnacle of an impressionist's career to be involved in that so it was incredible yeah. um you're no stranger of course to the disciplines of a podcast but what <laughs> was the inspiration behind stars in your ears and combining that scripted a musical comedy with an interview segment is something very original for a podcast. When arranging the interviews, how much is improv? Oh, um, so that, again, that came out of being locked down. I had wanted to do a podcast for absolutely ages, but it was really hard to pin my band down. They're called Jessington World of Adventures. Um, there are three musicians um <laughs> Rob Lamont, Michael Ralston and Jonathan Kitching and we love playing together live and so yeah doing doing the 
the podcast was it was finally a time when I could pin them down and my dad had just passed away and I needed something to just focus on and to to pour mm-hmm. myself into um and and so yeah I played I played the dead dad card uh they couldn't refuse and so that's how it got going we had all this time to plan it and write stupid scripts and do all of the wonderful music and mashups like I don't know uh, we have Britney singing I've got a brand new combine harvester like ridiculous stuff <laughs> stuff that we did in our live shows that um we could finally record and and put down and I just thought one of one of the segments in my live show is I love to get an audience member on stage and teach them how to do an impression and I thought that would be so fun to get a celebrity on and teach them to do somebody else famous. So I guess it was a bit like it was the the Saturday night TV show that I always wanted to make just in podcast form. But yeah. my God, it took a lot of producing. Oh, my gosh. Hours and hours and hours of recording. Um, and in terms of how much um, of the uh, interview with the uh, celebrity was improvised, um, it, to be honest, it really depended on who we had on because some people would literally just answer the question or, or do what you asked in a very sort of formal way, and other people really wanted to play and and um, yeah. be open and have a bit of fun. So it it, it depended, uh, and it depended how comfortable I felt with them as well, but. Um, yeah, I had some I had some questions prepared. Um and then some some of them went a bit bit off piste. <laughs> Just went a bit stupid. <sighs> so much fun. Josh said when he listened to it, he couldn't believe how you got some of the people to do what they did and sort of <laughs> open up to it, I suppose. You know, with a little sketch and stuff. It, it, um, I think you can find out a lot about someone from asking them about their voice and the way they express themselves and whether they have ever tried to change the way they sound or the way they speak or, you know, um, it, it's a real, um, sort of window into somebody's personality and, and character and um I'd love to speak to you Josh one day about how that how it, it is to express yourself and and have somebody be able to uh sort of translate what you say for people who aren't used to hearing you or and w- what that yeah. must be like and if it's frustrating or yeah well I, I would love to know about that I find it a really interesting thing about what makes people tick yeah. 
<laughs> Josh can't understand himself. <laughs> over the years, when we've obviously we've done quite a few interviews now, like even before mm. when Josh was writing scripts and stuff, we were interviewing people for that. There were times where we'd have to do the interview and then like transcribe it so that it could be used sort of inside of the paperwork and all that stuff. And there'd be times where Josh would be listening and going, are you actually writing down what I'm saying? Because I do <laughs> not understand the logic of what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. I'm so pretty. said he hasn't got a bloody clue what he said. But, you I'll tell know. you what as well, there's got to be a huge amount of trust there, Josh, for your care a translator person to not make you sound like an absolute asshole he could say he could say racist things he yeah. could say oh he just said yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll have to always work as a filter sometimes as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so obviously you guys met at the leicester square theater a few weeks ago on the set of Gabby's Talking Pictures. Yeah. Um, Josh said, hope you don't mind him saying that you performed a live song, which was one of the most astonishing things he's ever seen. I don't mind you saying that, Josh. But you sang Christina Aguilera's You Are Beautiful in the style of many different people. How do you go about putting something like that together? Um, You, well, I do what I generally do in life and think I'm going to do that and then I worry about it so I always I mean I I I often say yes to things or decide I'm going to do things without really thinking it through and then just have to but uh, that has I mean that's how I became an impressionist but also Josh I reckon I could probably fly a helicopter if you put me in a helicopter I'm sure I'd know which button you like I'd work it out you just do it you flag it yeah of course yeah course do you want to you can be my passenger you can be a navigator great that would be amazing <laughs> we'll be flying right into the side of a mountain <laughs> <laughs> organized number 10 downing street uh removal That's- that's excellent. Do you know what? We'd probably be pretty efficient at that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. More efficient than them. Yeah. Um, uh, I I just like to challenge myself and I like to um like beautiful and true colours. I like both of those songs and I wanted to mash them up. And then I just thought, I wonder how many people I can be singing those lines. And and I think you know I just just went for it and divvied up the lines and um I just experimented it was a bit of a trial and error sort of thing I didn't know that it would end up being such a a showpiece but I used that um at lots of sort of events and things I I perform at it's just a big crowd pleaser because everybody knows I think there's it's something fun when everybody knows the song and likes the song and then, yeah, you can be all of these different people who are so distinctive and and put their style on each line. It's it's a really fun thing to be able to do. And it's on is sorry, that was my dog, Brian. <laughs> it's on it's on YouTube. So if people look up Jess Robinson Beautiful, they will find me. But don't Google uh, Jess Robinson Beautiful because you might also find the other Jess Robinson, who is an American Playboy model. 
Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's a, we'll leave it up to the people to decide. Yeah, we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up. That, that, it's not me. They're not my boobs. Um, <laughs> although I wouldn't mind if they were. <laughs> what effect has the lovely Gabby Roslin had on the direction of your career? Um, one moment. Pause. Two seconds. I'm just yeah, going to okay. put this dog out of the room. Sorry. Brian, you're being a little bugger. <laughs> So Gabby has always been so supportive. I met her when I went on her um, BBC London radio show. And then she had me back quite a few times. She's always um, there and, and happy for me to come along and talk about whatever I'm doing. And then she just became more and more supportive and got me on Gabby's Talking Pictures. And from there, uh, I met the lovely Lee Francis, a.k.a. Keith Lemon, who in real life, by the way, I was I was not I don't know what I was expecting. I think I expected him to be like he is on the telly. But he is the loveliest, most generous, humble, kind man. Anyway, he saw me doing my impressions on Gabby's Talking Pictures and asked me if I would come and do a TV show with him. So we've literally just finished filming a pilot of something that I'm not allowed to say what it is, annoyingly. But it was the greatest time. I had the loveliest, most fun, brilliant, amazing dream job kind of a time. And that's because Gabby was so gorgeous and lovely and actually I'm going to text her a minute and thank her uh, because it was just utterly glorious I loved it and fingers crossed we've got across everything that Gabby's talking pictures will also hopefully make it onto a tv channel at some point when Josh watched it live, you know, the live recording, he thought it would make mm. a great TV program. It's... It would, wouldn't it? Mm. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. So, this is a difficult question. Uh-oh. If Josh asked you to make up a song about our conversation, what would it look like? Oh my God, Josh! <laughs> <laughs> well, firstly, it would not rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> So what we'll let you do there is we'll let you go away, book your band, uh, (laughs) record a song, send it in, all those those things. Um, It would be, who would it be sung by? Who would you like it to be sung by? Britney, uh, Judy Garland, um, uh, Lily Allen. Can you do Barry White? I can't do men. (laughs) Oh, well. Don't misinterpret that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the headline of this. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it as Lily Allen and Brittany, okay? okay here we go. What about Doc Cotton? No. No, not Doc Cotton. Don't want her singing. No, that's true. We don't. Catherine Jenkins. Wow. 
glorious form. Josh invited me onto his podcast. He asked me some terribly difficult questions, but I did my best to answer them. Then Josh and I got into a helicopter and crashed it into the sea. There we go. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> So, a less uh, demanding question for you, but sure. probably still quite difficult. Looking back at your career, what's your proudest achievement? Mm. Oh, God. Um, I think my proudest achievement is still being able to do it and earn money from it at 20 years later. Let's pretend that I started when I was three. Um yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess it's because I, I don't think I've got a fave. Like, there's, I, I tell you what, actually, winning the British Podcast Award was a great achievement. That felt very, I felt very, very proud of that. That something so brilliant came out of one of the worst times of my life and and lots of people's lives being all locked down like that yeah. and and um, I think my dad would have been really really proud so there was that but also now I'm now I'm thinking about feeling a bit philosophical I think it's the the, the achievement is that I'm still going that I'm still doing it I haven't given up yet even though I've really wanted to at times and that I can just about pay my bills and mortgage from it and uh, yeah, that I, I haven't had a breakdown. Well, I have, but not not enough to have stopped. <laughs> I haven't killed myself yet. Josh, you saw your acceptance speech at the podcast awards. Oh. It was a bit sweary, wasn't it? I didn't know what to do with myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all right, you know. We always say if, if in doubt, say fuck it and walk off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's next for Jess Robinson? Well, next is going to the Edinburgh Festival. So I've got a brand new show called Legacy. It is basically a musical that I've written which involves lots of impressions mm. uh, some deep fake technology which is when you can well I can't but some very clever people are putting Olivia Coleman's face on mine and I do the voice and it looks like it's actual real Olivia Coleman <laughs> oh gosh just speaking Josh very nice to be on your podcast oh it's lovely to be here Yes, so uh, Olivia will be speaking part of my show, which will be lovely. And um, I'm going to be using some face filters, like sort of Snapchat filters. Um, it's all original music and a, a big comedy show. And it's, yeah, I'm going to the Edinburgh Festival with it from the 3rd to the 28th of August. It's a long time to be away from Brian the dog and my husband, but mainly the dog. And um, I've got a few previews in London at the end of July. I don't know when this is going to come out, but 
if if any of your listeners are thinking of going to the Edinburgh Festival, then come and see me, buy a ticket. And um, yeah, that's what's next. Fingers crossed that it sells out and we have a wonderful time. Lovely. Well, that's all our questions. <laughs> Josh, did you never know there might be some nerdy guy in a wheelchair in the audience at that uh, Edinburgh gig? Are you going to come to Edinburgh? I'm doing Well, thinking about it. Oh, do it! That would be amazing. That would be great. You'd be very welcome. I love nerdy guys in wheelchairs. Absolutely, please do. Let's cancel me. Yeah, that's my my niche audience. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks for oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a wonderful, um, a wonderful day and yeah. week and month until I see you in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, don't fly any helicopters without me. No, we <laughs> Thank you to our guest for being the subject of another Beyond the Title interview. If you liked this, why not browse the website and see if there's anything else that takes your fancy. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to receive updates on forthcoming interviews and to see more information about me and what I do. Thanks again and hopefully see you next time.